0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Friday the 26th of May 2023. Coming up today, it's not about me, it's all about you! Yes, you! Me! No! You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
1: Now here's your hosts Stephen Scott and Sean. Ah, oh, hello,
0: Sean Priest. How are you?
1: I'm great. We're back together again. Ah, oh, this is glorious. It's been a bit of a weird week, actually, hasn't yeah, yes. it? <laughs> it has. Very weird. Uh, I had the Mister F in my shed.
2: Mister F.
0: I
1: know. God bless you, Mister F.
0: He paid a visit to the shed. He did. There's video evidence. There to prove it as well, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Mister F was actually visiting you, and uh, here's the question: um, I, Are you still employed? Are we, have we still? Are we still here? Uh, is this, uh, did he cancel the show on us? Well, I mean, I'm just turning up
1: anyway. It doesn't matter. So, I, I mean, I just... I've got, I've got the link. And I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> I had a dream last night. Oh, talking God. about that. Here we go. That I went to record, and uh, the end of my microphone was chewed off.
0: What does that mean? Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, try, let me think. Let me think. So the end of the microphone is chewed off. Yeah. So my and, and suggestion would be it. don't yeah. eat the microphone. Ah, thank you. Okay. There you go. If you Bob know salt.
1: any better, feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com.
0: If you can analyze Sean's thoughts, <laughs> which basically means I have no idea, uh, then, yeah, yeah, get in touch. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a weird week. So, you know, let's let people in in a little secret. So... We uh, we recorded ahead of time a little bit yeah. this week because there's been a lot of news, a lot of news, and I'm, when I say a lot of news, I mean like breaking that news. level, breaking yeah news. that Oops. level of news this week. Yes. Um, I think on one day in particular there were like six stories, uh, and it's been quite a, a bit of a week in terms of tech news. So we're gonna we're gonna delve into all that on tomorrow's show because of course Double Tap Express is here, and you know I want I want to say something about Double Tap Express to all you oh. haters out there. Oh, yeah. Hang on, I want to you say this. naysayers. Okay, yeah. go on. Then. You people that talk us down, uh, <laughs> you know the fans. I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I want to say, you know, you should check out the show on the on the Saturday because if you think, oh, it's just a repeat show, it's just clips. No, it's not. It's really not. And we're we're putting a lot more work into... Yeah, believe it or not, we're putting work in... Yeah, I know. That alone is breaking news. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. But it is. We're putting a lot of different things in it. And including, uh, as of tomorrow, we're putting in the news segment as well, which means that we'll wrap up all the week's news. So anything we didn't cover on the show during the week, we will get into on the Saturday. And uh, we'll also be delving into some of the... Other topics we maybe don't get into. We will, of course, be going back and looking back at the week. That's the whole point of Double Tap Express. But uh, it's not a replay. I really want that to be clear, you know, because a lot of people might say, I'll just ignore that because I've heard it all before. There will be elements in there you will not have heard, and there will even be, on the odd occasion, exclusive content, as there will be tomorrow. (gasps) Oh, wow. You you're such a tempter, Stephen Scott. You know exclusive how to bring people in. exclusive content. Yeah, exclusive well content. If you, for example, are interested in Final Cut Pro on the iPad and what the accessibility is like, you'll only find out when you listen into tomorrow's show. Just saying. Oh, well done. Very good. So, yeah, all that coming up. Uh, so, yeah, we were um we were quite busy this week. I was traveling a lot. Uh so I was traveling. I came to see you on Tuesday. You did. We had a lovely time. I mm. felt the most unwelcome person on the planet. Um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. I think I got shouted at twice um, <laughs> when I got through the front door of your house. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we had to, no, no, no drinks, no drinks, nothing. I mean, you offered me tea, which is disgusting. And then you yes. offered me Tango. I mean, Tango, yes. What do you think I am?
1: Well, uh, you, you know, am I, I, am, think am you I marched, savage? You marched in and, I'm sorry, I didn't have any iron brew for you.
0: I'm drinking uh, it right but, now. Scotland's <laughs> other national drink.
1: You demanded a Diet Coke. I'm sorry. I did. I don't, it's, it's not McDonald's. I don't do Diet Coke. I am sorry. It was. It you was used the, to? You
0: used to have bottles of it. You used to have cans, boxes know, lying around. Th- those days have gone. Um, that's not my yes. problem.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm very, very sorry. There. I'm a terrible, terrible host, <laughs> as this show will demonstrate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so yeah, on Tuesday you and I met, and then on Wednesday we were meeting our team in London, who do a lot of the big shows we do. Uh, other shows, there are other shows, you know, here on AMI Audio that uh,
1: our yeah, team are involved
0: yeah. in. And uh, we're a team. We are a team. A team. A yes, brilliant like team. That. You couldn't be bothered to come down and see them, so I did. Yeah. Uh, just saying. And um, yeah, Sorry. we had a nice time. So uh, yeah, Mister F, Mister F was. In the country, I believe he's now left the country, which is how we, this is why we can mention his existence in the country. It's like when the president of a country <laughs> goes to another country, they don't ever announce it until, you know, he's usually left the country. We miss you, Mr. F. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, well, it was a busy week for me as well, because then amongst all that, I got the chance to take part in an incredible event, which I must admit, typical Stephen, didn't really quite grasp the significance of this when I was no. asked to do it. Um, so, just to, just to tell you the story here. So, uh, the government of Canada uh, announced its first Canadian Congress on Disability Inclusion, which uh, is running this week, and it's an opportunity for people across Canada, business leaders, uh, thought leaders, lots of people in the disability space to come together and talk about digital inclusion, disability inclusion, all of that. And I was asked to go along. I've no idea why, uh, but they asked me to go along and talk about. Digital accessibility in digital customer service. So, um, yeah. That sounds impressive. It does sound impressive. I
1: don't know what that means. That's probably why I wasn't asked.
0: So, like online spaces, websites, apps, kiosks, all those things, all these challenges that we have when we're going around. And I was talking, I was asked to talk about that. And it was a great opportunity, I thought, to talk about not just the the problems, but also some of the solutions. So, I did a speech, an actual speech speech to the government to the government and the well, people of canada the nation needed to hear from me and so i was there
1: what part of that did you think ah this is this is nothing uh special <laughs> what part of the canadian government well, did you think well it's all right i'll do that in my
0: onesie I, and eating a kfc I didn't read the email properly i mean you know i kind of skirted ah. it like you know do you want to talk at this thing Except, oh, yeah yeah whatever yeah, yeah <laughs> fine whatever you know I'm always happy to talk. I'll turn up anywhere and talk. I really don't care. I'm quite happy to tell anybody about what we do. And, How did um, it go? I think it went well. I mean, it's hard to know. The mic could have been off the whole time. I have no idea, but I was there. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought it was good. It was a great event. Some wonderful people, far more intelligent people than me, were on the panel. Um, and uh, yeah, Nikki Ramesh was the host. She's the Director and Accessibility Lead or at uh, Digital Accessibility Lead over at CBC which was incredible, wonderful to catch up with Nikki and uh, learn about her. And I'm hoping she'll up. come on the show. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're, all you all yeah we're all I friends now. We're all friends.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, never speak to me again. I see how it is.
0: Hey, listen, Nikki listens to this show. So hi, Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Yeah, ignore him. No, I'm here as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, just to give some context to this, as of next week, so 29th, when's that? Monday? Uh, 29th of May, Canada will be kicking off National Accessibility Week there you go. Uh, it's a time to, as it says here in this article, recognise and celebrate the contributions of people with disabilities to lift up individuals and organisations who are removing barriers and to recommit the work ahead to make Canada a truly disability-inclusive country. I think we're included in that, and I'm actually quite glad we're in there now. Um, so yeah, I'm we not were lifting you up. No, no, no one can lift me up. Trust me, <laughs> I can barely lift myself up at the moment. Uh, but it was in light of all of this, And in advance of it as well, this is where the Minister for Employment, Workforce Development and Disability Inclusion, Carla Qualtrough, joined the disability community and opened this conference, uh, this Congress, in fact, this week. So absolutely brilliant. And uh, she spoke on the theme of innovating together, celebrating and driving disability inclusion in Canada. Now, we've put a link to uh, the actual event itself. It's a virtual event. And it was also an in-person event as well over two days and uh, had lots of different things going on. Uh, we've linked to the website, so you can go and check out. The content from that will start appearing, I think, on YouTube and other places from next week. So you can uh, watch and listen to me if you so wish, and you can go in and register and oh, take I part will. as well. Yeah, go and laugh at me. <laughs> That's the best bet. But honestly, a fantastic event. I was really proud to be part of it, and um, I'm just you know glad that we're able to talk about what it is we do, uh, but more importantly, talk about the importance of accessibility because that is what we do. We just talk about it all the time. Uh, and to a really interesting and frankly engaged audience who were very kind to me afterwards. So thank you for the Amazing. opportunity. It was brilliant. Um, so coming up today, we're going to turn mm. the tables and focus everything on you. Not you, me? but you, as in you, the listener. <laughs> you with your Hello, earpiece listeners. to our show. And uh, we're going to be getting into some of your emails. And I have to tell you, a veritable feast awaits. A feast of feedback. A feast That's what we should call the episode. I'm renaming it. I'm renaming the episode. I just called it Your Feedback. I'm changing it to A Feast of Feedback. (laughs) You're welcome. Carry on. I knew you had a purpose for being here. Um, So shall we get into some emails? I'm just looking through the list here to see which one I should pick because there's so many. Where will we start? Okay, let's start with GPT. Everyone's talking about GPT. Amanda got in touch. And as always, lovely Laura, who, by the way, we met in London as well. Hello, Mrs. K. Uh, We also had the chance to meet up with Laura. And uh, yes, she, once again, is reading our emails.
2: Hi, I've been using chat GPT on Bing and also BARD on Google for a few weeks. And also think if you want information quickly, it's loads quicker than web browsing. I found myself using these methods more now if I want to look something up rather than just Googling it like I would have before. I haven't found that Bing just displays loads of links like before, as long as you voice chat to it rather than typing it in. If you voice chat, the voice will just come back to you and read the information out. Then if you want to read it again, just flick around with voiceover and your normal voiceover voice will just read the whole lot all in one go. Amanda.
0: Yeah, it really is the best way to web browse. I mean, and it's going to get better. That's the thing. I mean, MS Build was happening this week and there were some examples of that where... You could, uh, I mean, incredible stuff like, for example, taking a web, going to a website, asking through Bing Chat a specific question about the contents of that website. So, say, for example, it is a recipe and you want to make whatever the thing is, you can ask Bing Chat, okay, what are the ingredients to make this cake, for example? And it will show you, it'll it basically go through the website and it'll say, okay, here are all the ingredients. And then with plugins, specific plugins that can be developed for this, you could then link to your provider of, say, you know, Instacart was one that was mentioned, which I guess is an online delivery food company. Um, And you can just basically go straight. It'll put all the ingredients ingredients. straight into the, the cart and you can buy them from there like that. And, you know, within 10 seconds, you've done something that, you know, as blind people, we know the challenge of all that and how long that takes to go through that process. You can just do that in an instant. I mean, that is pretty impressive. It's the future.
1: I mean, we say that all the time, almost in a joking way, but (laughs) this is the future of search. I mean, it's just, Amanda is absolutely right. It's just so easy. Now, there's still some concerns about the accuracy, right? Because it tells you, oh yeah, da, 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 here's the answer to your question. And it says it with such confidence that we just, okay. But the truth is, even if you do like a Google search, you still, you know, it's not, necessarily the facts that you go to depending on the website you go to don't it's not necessarily facts
0: no so you right.
1: still need to be aware of that um it just makes the whole experience though using ai just so so cool
0: well you know funny you say that but a great example of that was uh today when i got again here this morning to to start prepping the show and in particular around ms build i wanted to get to know a bit more about it and in particular dig into any accessibility news so i searched for microsoft well, ms build And accessibility. And immediately there was a video that came up and it was all to do with that. But then you dig a little, just a few lines down and that's from 2018. So, you know, you have to be very specific in your searching. And that's another element to all this. You know, you very quickly, like you say, you can very quickly end up with what you think is a result, but actually it's maybe just the wrong result or the wrong, you know, Source yeah. or you know even, even you still context need to do some
1: work no matter what the result is you yeah. still need to be slightly aware of okay how how valid is this and I, I think it still is the same with AI but I think the difference is with AI I think that is going to get a whole lot better a whole sooner than we think
0: and you know now with Chat GPT in particular Chat GPT with having the plugins in there uh, GPT four you've got much better access to today 's web, and in fact, Microsoft announced that this week the ms build uh, that chat Bing chat will have essentially access to the internet, the entire live internet, so you can you know get the latest scores on hockey or you know whatever it is. you can get the latest information right through that, so this is where it 's going, and it is going to change search forever, and actually, I think it's going to change computing because I think the type of computers i mean just reading a few articles when I was away. Around the idea of screenless laptops, phones with just a button that you just talk to, and you kind of think, in some ways, is this going to get an even more? Is it even more accessible in the future for us? Yeah, I mean, you know, so the ChatGPT app, the official one from OpenAI, is now available in more countries. It's finally arrived in the UK. I'll start putting. I got it downloaded it last night. I'll start putting through its paces. I know we do have a review, actually, a detailed review coming up next week on it. From uh, Thomas D'Onville, of course, uh, Applevis uh, Anonymous, as he's known there, and uh, he's been putting it through his paces since it came out in the US first. It's now available in the UK, not in Canada yet, and that's partly down to an ongoing investigation that is happening into, I guess, what's happening with the data. There was a complaint filed about its use of data. Um, and look, this is a this is a question we're all asking, right? I mean, this is a specific complaint there, which the investigation is now, it's now spanning like four different provinces. Uh, and you know, the federal government are involved in this as well. But also, you know, this does raise questions. And I think important questions that need to be answered about data and where it's all going. We, we've raised this question ourselves on the show. We have, but it hasn't stopped. We haven't got an answer to that question. No. Let's no. not forget, we have no
1: idea What our data, our questions or whatever is being, our conversations are being, are they being sold off? Are they being, no, I'm not saying they are, but we don't know. But at the same time, we're so impressed and excited by AI, (laughs) I honestly don't care at this moment. So, but I I mean, mean, it is... We do need to know, and you know that transparency should be there. Now, I haven't dug into this at the OpenAI you know, website or anything, so I don't know if they have actually released a statement on this yet. But you know, all these apps that are using it aren't giving us questions, uh, answers to you know what's going on with the data that we're providing here. So, so they haven't released a
0: statement. It's important to say they have not released a statement, but they have said not in a statement, although I don't quite know how that works, um, <laughs> that, uh, they will, uh, that they will work with the Canadian authorities on this. Interestingly, if you ask OpenAI itself through the chat, OpenAI chatbot, uh, it says that. That's exactly what it says, which I think is interesting. It's like it's able to be its own PR machine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting few years. I mean, this, this year alone has been incredible already. Yes, absolutely. And you think, you know, we only started talking about this in November last year. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, okay, so uh, Amanda, first off, thank you uh, again for, for getting in touch with us and thank you to everybody who does. And also to all you people who don't because I know lots of you don't get in touch and that's fine. That's great. Yes. Just enjoy the show. Anyway. We, yeah, we, know we know you're there. Hello. We know you're there. Hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can clean your ears. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, Bilal has a question and I think this is one you need to answer. So get ready. Uh
2: Hello, it's Bilal again. I just upgraded my RAM on my old Acer desktop from 2018. It has given my computer a whole new lease of life. Apps load much faster and there is no lag, but the old mechanical hard drive is slowing things down. I put in 8GB of RAM, which went down to 2GB, so I put in 16GB. The problem is that the boot time is still slow, so I thought I would upgrade the old hard drive to SSD. The problem is how to copy the data from old hard drive to SSD with cloning software – Which one is accessible or will I need sighted assistance? Thanks, Bilal.
0: Thank you, Bilal. (sighs) Yes, thank you, Bilal. (laughs) I thought this might be more your cup of tea. I mean, don't get me wrong, I could talk about this, but I think you know more about this than I do. I wish you would, because I actually looked into this a while ago and
1: I couldn't find anything that was accessible Um, because uh, some of the free options out there use almost from the DOS prompt. For a, you do a USB pen drive boot from that. I mean, just booting from that sometimes is difficult because that's not accessible the boot menu in all computers, Windows computers, um, and the ones that run from Windows. I'm thinking um, True Image, Acronis, is it True Image? Yep, that's um, right. Yeah, I, I, I could get around it, but I wasn't too sure what it was doing and when it was doing it. Um, so I would always say if you can get sighted assistance to do that, then then do it. But uh, off the top of my head, honestly, I don't know of any, firstly, free options, which is what I always look at. There was a, a thread a while ago that Windows itself could do this using the system restore, you know, set points and things like that. But... I I've never managed to get that to work. And I think that n- is no longer the case in Windows 11. So, yeah, quite honestly, I don't know. The one that I used used to use was Acronis True Image. But as for accessibility, I haven't used it in so long. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, what you want is an Apple MacBook, Bilal, because what you do is no, right, you, no, you, no. You, you connect it to another MacBook on your system and you go into the migration Assistant, and it does it all for you.
1: I Completely you accessible.
0: Tend- if... Calm down.
1: What it I is. tend to do, what I tend to do, is do a fresh install every time I do a, a, a new um, a hard disk swap. So from especially mechanical to SSD, which by the way, well you'll notice a world of difference. It, it's amazing. It's huge the speed difference that will make to you. But I just tend to do a fresh install, and I use an external drive for all my you know documents or or whatever my user files and the system files I keep on C. I just um, it, there's nothing really I need to back up. So I just tend to do a fresh install when I do a swap because then also it just means the system is totally clean. It's going to be the fastest it can be. Um, but obviously, if you've got a lot, lot of stuff on there and you're not entirely sure where it's all spread about, then, um, yeah, a clone is going to be your best option. I'm sure one of our listeners will have an answer to this. Feedback yeah. at doubletaponair.com. Uh, do you uh, see uh, how I've remembered that email address now and I keep saying it?
0: It's very impressive. Thank it's, you. it's only been four years, five years? Four years. years. Yeah, four, four years. <laughs> Yeah. We, have, we have mocked around with that a few times, in fairness. so you know, I was
1: going to bring that up, but I, I thought I'd quit while I was ahead. changing yes. it, you know.
0: But we're never going to change it ever again, <laughs> until we obviously do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you're right about the speed thing. That will make a heck of a difference. Um, just think about the size of the drive you're buying as well, though. Go for the biggest one you can afford. 512 is probably the, the, the ideal in a lot of ways. You can get bigger, but they get very expensive once you start going past... 1 terabyte even. So, you know, if you can get a decent drive for, you know, a 512 gig, that should see you well. But, you know, again, it depends on what you want. And, you know, in terms of cloning, I get it with with what you're probably trying to do, Bilal, because I know about all the settings you set and all the things you do with your screen reader and you think, "Oh god, don't we go through all this again?" Um, so, you know, some of that can be saved out, I guess, export configurations and such like, but it depends how far down the line you want to go. Um, I agree, though. I think if I was starting again, I'd much rather just flatten it and just begin from the the, the start again. You know, it kind of wipes out any bugs, any problems, anything you're yeah. ca- having issues with. Or just you know, because you're just going to carry them across to the new drive. And if you are having issues that are slowing the thing down, it might not make any difference. But um, yeah, you'll definitely notice the difference with an SSD. That's for sure. Um, Okay, let's talk about audio description. Thank you for that, Bilal. Hope that helps. And uh, like uh, Sean says, get in touch if you can help Bilal out with his uh, cloning challenges. If anyone's just tuned in and think Bilal's trying to clone himself, we are talking about Windows, not himself. Yes, hard Um, disks, not not people. (laughs) I'm trying to clone people. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) AI's good, but it's not that good yet. Uh, Okay, so let's go to Brian, who wants to talk about audio description.
2: Hi, guys. AD is a frustrating topic, as in the UK we're spoilt with the volume of AD content available to us compared to the rest of the world, but the service is delivered in a way to just cause pointless additional annoyance here with the timing of when an episode with AD becomes available. It is very typical for a new series to start being broadcast on live TV, and the entire series to be immediately available on catch-up via BBC iPlayer or ITVX, so the sighted can continue to watch the whole series straight away. Unfortunately, when this happens, the AD is often only added in the week prior to it being broadcast, so where all sighted viewers can immediately binge and catch up and watch the whole series, those wanting AD do have to wait for the episodes to be broadcast first. It seems strange to have the entire series available for download, but the AD to be then only added week by week after the broadcasting begins. I've never managed to get a sensible reason out of the BBC on why their digital content discriminates against the blind like this. Keep well. Tandem Brian, thank Tandem you, Brian.
0: Tandem Brian. Yeah, <laughs> okay. wow. Okay, Tandem Brian. Love to hear, you, uh, hear from you. Um, I can give you a bit of an answer as to why the BBC do this because we did look into this before um, on the old show, and the the response I got at the time was that the BBC broadcast comes first, right? So the way they look at it, and I know this sounds ridiculous and it is ridiculous, but the way they do it is the BBC broadcast is is first, so when the show is described it's described for the audio descri- it's described for the the live broadcast not on the on demand schedule so yes they will push all the episodes up online and you can binge them if you want but if you want the audio described version you will have to wait until the next episode has been broadcast first i think they even like record the audio description week to week. It's it's I, ridiculous. So I was so going to say
1: that's not really an answer to the question. That's basically a summary of of what's happening. Yeah, but, but it does uh, explain
0: it. It, it. You understand no, then how it happens. But the point is, it doesn't make it right. It just is telling you the fact that is the reality. The
1: explanation is, like you said, I I think is that they're recording the AD track just before it
0: is actually broadcast, so they don't. Well, they are because that's the intention that the broadcast so, yeah, is so, the first.
1: But the point is, then that's being done by the broadcaster at the point of broadcast, instead of as part of the program production. Accessibility being part of the final edit process. Oh, the final. I mean,
0: honestly, we are so far away from that. I, it's it's almost—it's almost like you know, sitting in the year seventeen hundred and saying, "Wouldn't it be great if a light bulb could come on and I could just get a light?" <laughs> hang around for two hundred years; it might happen. Again, is
1: passing the buck of accessibility. It's not the the the, the program maker's responsibility. It's the do you know what? I don't care about any of that. I, I
0: actually don't care about that. What I care about is the ad being done for the whole series at once. There's no reason why it can't happen. It happens on every. It happens on Netflix, no, on absolutely. Disney, on all the other ones that do. It. Apple TV do it before they release it. It's all available. So when it is available as a binge, then you want to sit down and watch the latest series of whatever. It's available. Uh, but it is so frustrating, and it's not just BBC; it's across the the, the spectrum of shows on, on across TV, I guess, in the UK. So I can only imagine it's it's either similar or worse elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just unbelievable. But it's so frustrating; it really is. And it, what's worse is when you hear about a new show, and this is a, I've noticed this as well. I don't know if this is the case around the world, especially in Sky TV over here. You'll hear a lot about a new show, and what it will say is coming soon or available in June. All, all episodes available in June. And you think, OK, but when's the first broadcast date? doesn't tell you that. Because what they're trying to promote is the on-demand. But what you yes. want to know is, when will it start broadcasting? Because I'll need to start recording it, or I'll never see this show. Because if I miss the first episode, which, by the way, is broadcast with AD and is only available with AD on broadcast and not yes. available on-demand with Sky <laughs> in broadcast, then that means... I'm stuffed basically. I can't watch the show and I've missed so many great shows for yeah. for that reason. You know, 3 weeks in and it's gone. You just think Or
1: oh, you could God. catch a show on episode 3, for example, and that's got AD and you think, "Oh, this is really good. Let me go back from the start." Yeah, you can't. And the AD's missing from episode 1 and 2. It's only well, on Well, to be clear, one.
0: and again I say this deliberately, on Sky there is no AD on demand. That's, yes, Nothing, yes, yes. nada, not a single show. If you yeah. don't get it recorded onto your your Sky box, which would be like the equivalent of dish or comcast or anything else then you've missed it it's gone yeah and you know it just infuriates me so come yeah. on sky this come is come on now thank thumbs you. down thank you brian i was feeling good today as well and that's all and it's all gone again <sighs> right time to relax <sighs> We're going to talk more uh, about really? Global Accessibility Awareness Day. No, not that. Uh, global Accessibility Awareness Day. We will talk more. Yes, there is a talk show. That's what we do. Uh, so stick around for that. And if you want to keep your feedback coming, please do. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can call us. Leave a voicemail, 1-877-803-4567. This is Double Tap on AMI-audio.
1: Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap.
0: Okay, shall we get back into the emails? We've been getting lots and lots of emails in. And uh, Global Accessibility Winners Day, of course, is a hot topic, as it is every year. Frank wants to comment on what he heard on Double Tap.
2: I have just been listening to the article about Globe Access Day. Very, very interesting. I am in favour of changing teaching methods and how accessibility is integrated into the way students and companies learn how to include all aspects of accessibility into the production of apps and websites. When I say integration, I mean it should not just be added, but an aspect of learning. This should be included at the start of coding and app production in schools not only should access be a part of learning in schools colleges and universities but in the workplace it should include not only people with no disabilities but disabled people as well who after all know the problems we face you said that we should not always beat companies and app producers over the head with a big stick to get them to take notice but to give a point of view on access i have been involved in an access issue for the past 10 years namely obstacles on pavements some local authorities and even governments still drag their heels and do very little to make the environment a safe place for disabled people. Even now, access to the build environment are not being adhered to and, as was mentioned on your programme, companies will sooner pay a fine that may cost them less than carrying out changes to their buildings. The same goes for access to apps and websites. It's about time that higher penalties were enforced and a setup that should include at least 75% of disabled people to look into and regulate access issues, it should also have the powers to remove apps and websites and even broadcasters from general use. That's my soapbox for today. Now a question for you both. I have a large collection of CDs that I would like to put into USBs. I find I cannot cope with either Windows Media Player or iTunes. What is a good alternative that is accessible to a screen reader and Windows 10 and Fusion? I'm thinking of doing a demo of Synaptic mobile phone, but it will have to be done in the form of a document as I have neither the equipment nor the knowledge to do an audio version. Give me some hints, please. I don't want to look like a right Wally. Regards, Frank.
1: <laughs> we do every week. You're, listen,
0: uh, you're among good company if you want to be a good Wally. Uh, we can do that here. Uh well, listen, we'll, we'll get back in touch with you on that, Frank. We will definitely get back in touch. We'd love to get a demo of the Synaptic, so that would be great. Um yeah, I mean, just overall on global accessibility awareness day. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't advocate going in and beating people over the head with accessibility on day one. However, if you're five years into a debate about it, yeah, maybe it's time to bring the stick out. And you know, I think that is about you know getting more into legislation and regulation and all of that. And I think yeah, there, there comes a point where if they're not listening, that's not good enough. You've got to take it further. I agree with that. But I think in those initial stages. Have a conversation. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about issues with apps. And this always is the case, usually, with, or not always, but it's mostly the case with small developers. If you get in touch and you explain the problem, if you can even provide a demonstration of what the issue is, you'll find that you will get the update. You will get it fixed. And you know, I see a few people now posting saying, you know, hey, I had an issue with this app, and I contacted them, and they fixed it. And <laughs> We're all amazed by that, you yeah, know. Yeah, and that's that good. True, that's it's great when it happens. And but you know, it,
1: it is a process, though, right? You you can't just come out fighting. Basically, you know, you 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 approach a company, or in your case, there, Frank, the um, the the council or whoever it may be, you approach them and and say, you know, here is the problem, and see what their response is. Um, and as you said, it's almost I I go with the three strikes in your right, You know, secondly, you, you say, okay, let me point you to some resources here that, that explain the problem and how it can be fixed. And if and after that, then it's time, okay, you're obviously not interested. Um, we need to get serious about this. I, I think, it's I think countries, the board.
0: countries need to have a dedicated office on this. You know, a government department with teeth that can go in.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing, the teeth, isn't it? And yes. if they're actually used, there's so many departments out there saying, oh, yeah, we're against this kind of thing. But okay, but what are you going to do about when someone... You know, passes uh, a, a line in the sand. Yeah, the absolutely. It's usually nothing,
0: and it's a case of well, we're going to start finding you, or we're going to start, you know, making it that you can't, you know, do whatever you do. Especially, I mean, I know in public service it's a little bit easier because you can control a lot more of what's going on. When it comes to business, you do need regulation behind it, and you need some serious teeth. Uh, but you need to be able to use that, and of course, you need well-funded departments. And in today's world, that's tricky. It is. You know, we can barely get the, the trash lifted, you know, so it's like mm, come on. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. we do more needs to be done. As for CD ripping, oh, I'm so, so glad you asked this question. This takes Frank. me back twenty years. Oh stop it. CD- Lots of us do this.
1: What was it? CDDA DA extractor I used to use, which was very good at the time. On Windows, yeah. On Windows, yes. I'm sure it was called that. But um yes, go on, Stephen, you're the no, 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 no. king I, of this. No,
0: I'm not. No, I'm totally with Frank on this. I don't know the answer to this one because I've tried to... I mean, especially on the Mac, it's impossible to find a decent CD ripper. So Windows, yeah, I'd be all up for that. If someone knows a good option, let us know. Again, listeners, come to the rescue. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Shall we talk about AirPods with Gordon? Yes.
2: Hello, Double Tappers. Regarding the problem of losing AirPods, I was recently given a gift which can help with this. Available from Amazon for around £5 for two, you can get a connection cord. This is a silicon cord with a short tube at either end. You push the stems of your AirPods into these tubes and the pods are connected. This means that you can't lose one as it is attached to the other one. Of course, you might lose both, but there's a better chance of finding them if they are connected by the cord. On another Amazon point, I was surprised to learn they have an accessibility team. Amazon apps, (laughs) with the exception of Prime, so far are awful for accessibility. Both the A-Lady and Amazon Music apps have far too many unlabeled features in them. I've also had lots of issues with Amazon's KDP publishing site, which has never been fully accessible. All the best, Gordon.
0: Yeah, Gordon's an author, so you know he's been using that site for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know about that
1: site. I, I, I've got to say, I find the Lady 8 app fairly good. There was a, a long time there where it was pretty terrible. But I think it's um, okay at the moment. Amazon Music app, absolutely awful. I've given up with that. It was mm. just, when it was working... It was just so slow. You would swipe to the next element and have to wait 10 minutes, go and make a cup of tea. It was absolutely awful. So bad that I've given up on Amazon Music completely.
0: So you didn't think maybe to just quick screen record, send it to Amazon, you know, let them know?
1: Oh, no, I did tell them. I have reported it to them. Good. That's how it'll get fixed. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Well, with that attitude, nothing will get done. Why bother? Okay, all right. It's just gone through several updates where it still hasn't been fixed. The point is, I just moved to another one.
0: I think the problem is, I as we've up. said we've said I before on the show, these accessibility teams, they must be fighting against a mountain. they are probably a very few people, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's an answer. It's just not, but it's, it, and it's unfair, I think, to the team that they're left in a position where often they're getting bombarded with messages, and rightly so, but bombarded with messages and they are dealing with these endless updates. And, and oftentimes, it's complete you know UI enhancements. So mm. you, know, you go from having it, oh, we've got it working perfectly. We fixed the unlabeled button. And then they change the whole UI. And then you've got this whole new look. And then all the bugs come back. And you're just back to square one. And of course, you've got to go through the process of getting the bugs reported. And it just gets ridiculous. And this is where I think AI is going to change. Well, not AI so much, but OpenAI in particular, could change a lot of this. Because if you can just do it all through a chatbot or through voice input, then it's going to be a lot easier. You know, the whole app design approach, everything's going to change. Not, I don't think that's a do bad you know thing.
1: What? I'm very much with Kayaker, who we had on oh, a couple of days ago, I think it was, a few days yeah. ago. Wednesday. Uh, talking about, He was talking specifically about Apple accessibility and the problems he thinks are in there. Um, I think it is a case of, you know, eat your own dog food. Yeah. Was that his was that his yeah. quote or did I just make that up? I, there should be someone there who uses the, you know a screen reader or whatever. There should be someone with a disability there that just picks this up straight away. This shouldn't be a case of oh well we had no reports of it. Well then your testing isn't good enough. I I, I just think that it's such a a valid point that 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 companies can release something and not even know there's an issue there at that point, especially with something, and I'm being very specific here, but I'm I'm talking about Amazon Music, where it's just so totally obvious from as soon as you open the app that it doesn't work with um, a screen reader.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is all of this available in my speech that I made to the Canadian government. Oh, where can we find that? (sighs) Somewhere online. Um, But honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it's... (laughs) It's all about the details with Steve. You know, it's it's on the internet. It's a big place, but I think you'll find it. Um, But the thing is, you know, what I talked about was creating a culture where people think about inclusion, and actually that includes hiring people with disabilities into the organisation. Absolutely. But at the early stages, reach out to organisations. Like in Canada, you've got uh, CNIB. There are departments built for this purpose to help you with app development. And I think the most important thing in, in what I was talking about was it has to be a continual process of evaluation. You know, accessibility is not a one and done thing. You don't just do accessibility at the beginning. And, oh, that's it. We've, we've put in buttons yeah. that are labeled. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Uh, because as we just said, you know, as, as things change, you have to continually evaluate. So you need to build a process with people You know, so it just becomes, you know, clearly these apps will go out to beta testers. Just include disabled people in that. Yeah. That's it. You know, and and, and actually create a culture where in an organization you say, we cannot have this app go out until everyone's happy. Not a case of, well, you know what, a couple of disabled people don't find it as okay, so screw them, just get it out there. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Thought... And I'm not saying anyone's doing that because I don't think they are. But what is happening is that disabled voices aren't even in that conversation. And that's the point. You know, they're not even in the room when the conversation is happening about whether or not the app is, is ready for yeah. release. I
1: saw a post last night on Facebook regarding Messenger from Facebook. Um, yeah, it, It's become inaccessible. It keeps repeating messages. And it's, I've seen yes. so many complaints yeah. about this. But one I saw was um, from someone who said we've had so many reports to I think it was vision Australia, and vision Australia got in touch with the accessibility team at Facebook and they 've got a statement now, and the statement isn't very encouraging actually saying that the entire that the problem lies in the community chats, which is a new feature, but that format that they 're using for community chats is going to be brought in across the board so even private personal chats is going to be that so the accessibility problem is going to get bigger but they are aware of it and they're working on it basically but the point is as individuals we're getting no response you know or just a scripted response an auto response yes thank you for your feedback we're looking into it but when it was reported to an organization with a little bit more of weight behind it we got a statement back i think that is important you know maybe if you don't if you yeah exactly like you said if you don't get any response from the source then you know go to one of your organizations CNIB RNIB or whoever it may be be and uh <laughs> like it, it just gives it more weight behind it they for whatever reason they, they, there's more feeling of responsibility when an organization approaches a, a company or organization
0: well it's like when something happens to you as an individual and you know the the phrase take it to the papers you know you go to the newspaper and <laughs> yes, they print it yeah, and suddenly yeah. it's you know the problem is or, oh, and then you know mrs miggins damp wall was fixed yes. you know like, oh right so it took that to happen <laughs> so that mrs miggins didn't have to you know breathe yes. in toxic fumes every single night it's just ridiculous that we're Poor in that old Mrs. situation. Mrs. Megan, uh, Mrs. Miggins, I think. Oh, uh, uh, Miggs. Fans yes. of fans of Blackadder. Lovely pie. Talking about yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> she did, didn't she? Um, right, let's move on because uh, actually, sorry, before that, Gordon, uh, your AirPod strings—great idea. Um, one thing to note about them: brilliant as they are, you have to keep taking them, the little string off in order to put it back into the case to charge. And that was why I stopped using it, because it actually became irritating. <laughs> Every single time you wanted to put the, the AirPods away to mm. charge, you had to take them off. And obviously that's because the way it clips around, it, it won't it won't go back into the case. Um, so that that's might a be a point. problem. But, I didn't think uh,
1: about that. Yes, but absolutely. I but they, they are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: annoying and brilliant all at the same time. Yeah. Um Okay, now we've been talking a lot with Cece. As you know, Cece's been in touch telling us a lot about the issues he's been having with the Freestyle Libra app that he uses to measure his blood glucose. Graham's got in touch.
2: Hi, I use the Freestyle Libra on iOS 16.5 and everything works absolutely perfectly for me. And as I'm on the public beta programme, I report all bugs I receive and Apple or Abbott fix the issues in iOS or the Libra app. From Graham's story.
0: Short and sweet from Graham, but that's an interesting...
1: Point, right so I am incredibly happy to hear that because yes. I've been quite as I think I've been quite vocal on here when when CC's got in touch saying it's absolutely disgusting that an app like that an important app like that should be inaccessible but uh, yeah well we need that's it we need more feedback then. anyone else using it we'd love to yeah. know your experience
0: but you know yeah it goes back to the point and I, I can't believe I'm saying this in 2023 I remember sitting in a room in 2007 saying the same thing and I feel like I can't believe it's all these years on When basically every single conversation ends with, wouldn't it just be a great idea to have a disabled person in the room? And that seems to be the end of every conversation I ever have and have had my entire life about disability. Wouldn't it just be great to have a disabled person in the room? And the answer is always yes. Uh, Can we get one? No. Okay, uh, and that's it. And then round and round we go. <laughs> it's the children, the world's worst children's nursery. Right? Uh, I want to get an email in from Lena who got in touch.
2: Hello, Stephen, Sean, and Double Tappers. First, I must apologise to both of you for misspelling your names when I emailed you last night. I'm so sorry. That's all right. After you mentioned the Call Annie app, I had to try it. I've had a coding problem that I could not solve, so I asked Annie. She gave me step by step instructions that work. I have been wrestling with this for six months. I'm not a web developer. I have a passion project and the website is sixdotsart.com. CSS is hard for me and I'm blown away by how Annie was able to teach me. Best to everyone, Lena.
0: Yeah, this app is incredible. I mean, it really is freaking me out how uh, how good it is. And also I terrifyingly um, compassionate <laughs> Annie is about everything. I kind <laughs> of expected a... it to just answer like search results, you know. But I but didn't expect thing, it to though. have a conversation with me.
1: I tell you what I don't like about it is that I find myself saying thank you and could you and please. And, I know. I say I'm,
0: goodbye. I I'm know. Bye like, bye. Nice talking to you.
1: I feel <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> it almost shames me into, you know, I don't talk to it like I'm typing in a search question or, or anything. It's just, hello, how are you? What am I doing? <laughs> but it is amazing.
0: It's funny how we can be manipulated so easily, isn't it? that we can actually begin to empathize or whatever the right Form way be. a relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what we're doing. We see it as human, right? We I see know. it as human. We yes. talk. Something like my, the first thing my wife said when, when I showed her the app, I said, you can just talk to her. And at first she was kind of like, uh, tell me about dogs. And I'm like, no, no, just, just talk. Just talk to her like you would a person. And the first thing she said was, you've lovely hair. And she said, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a lovely colour of red. And, you know, what colours are your hair? And suddenly that was it. The conversation had begun. And, yeah. and it was literally like I watched my wife take the phone, go and sit on the, the sofa and begin to have a conversation. And my first thought was, could I get my phone back? Yes, obviously. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> wow.
1: Isn't that amazing? It is. It just shows the power of it, right? It's so, so quick to form that connection with a, a, a computer programme at the end of the day. It's, it's scary. But um, it's it's what we've been waiting for.
0: Yeah. And once this gets into smart speakers, oh, my God. Things are going to be yeah. fascinating. Oh, by the way, uh, we, we saw this week Amazon launching the new Fire Max 11. We've got more details on the Double Tap Express tomorrow. Yes, Double Tap Express every Saturday. Thank you. Um, exclusive. Exclusive content um, and more. Well done. I'm best I could come up with in that second. <laughs> and more, and more. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be going through all the news in detail. And Fire Max Eleven was the new tablet they brought out this week, so we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. But um, I also saw just today they've launched an upgraded version of the Echo Show Five. They seem to be dropping all new kinds of toys at the moment. But
2: um, yeah, but
1: there's nothing new in that. It seems except for twice the base. Probably processors.
0: There's probably better yeah, processing in so. there.
1: Yes, it may be something to do with. I thought they did that with the previous generations. Anyway, matter, thread, support, eros, um, eros, I always call it. That. Eros, the no, Greek, no, the Greek god a, of Wi-Fi. There's, there's a Freudian slit there somewhere. Um, er, ero, uh, the Wi-Fi I extender. need an
0: Ero. I need an Ero in the morning. I can't remember that song. Yes, you know what I mean. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, and also, can I just say, speaking of music, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, mm. I know. What an amazing woman.
1: <sighs> she well, was, she
0: was, frankly, simply the best. Oh, well done.
1: Oh no, that was that was so sad though.
0: She also sang a song about Wi-Fi. We don't need another hero. Thank hey! you. Any more? Um, um. No, let's move on quickly. Open arms. No, it didn't make sense. Um, uh, did
1: she sang open arms. Isn't
0: no, she did. Feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. She also sang When the Heartache is Over, which for you is five minutes. Um, so <laughs> let's go to Peter. <laughs> Did email from Peter?
2: Hi, Stephen and Sean. Peter here from Northumberland in the UK. Still loving the shows. God bless Mr. F and Mr. A. I wrote to you in March as I had just upgraded my phone to the iPhone SE 2022 and bought the Apple Watch SE 2022, both on a monthly plan with my carrier here in the UK. So impressed about taking calls on a watch. Just need to get everyone to stop calling my landline and all is good. I was on their website recently and it said there were laptop computers available on finance. How disappointed I was to establish that they were only offering Samsung Chromebooks and not MacBooks. Oh well, maybe soon. Keep up the great work, but must admit I disembarked the Express on Saturday, as had heard it all during the week. I hope I didn't miss a huge revelation. I'm not a user of specialist tech. (laughs) Alexa and Siri are good enough for me as a smart assistant, but I am saving up for a Blindshell Classic 2 mobile phone as a second phone. Nothing to see here, promise. Just the accessibility. Kind regards, Peter. Ah, thank
0: you, Peter. Yes, you must check out the Express because, yes, thank you. You will have a lot more uh, great content on the show. No, he's heard it all already. You heard what Peter said. Maybe last week. I'll give them a Last week You, you yeah. probably did Because we, last week We were kind of Trying things with the Express We were yeah. Yes. We're trying stuff out And this week We're kind of taking it A little bit of, of a different direction The train Will be on a slightly Different track
1: We're switching uh, Rails or, yeah. or something Yeah uh, Some train analogy I don't know
0: Yeah that's right We're um,
1: Well yeah. done keep going I, I, Honestly uh, I can't think Of anything to do <laughs> No not me I've had three coffee And it's doing effect, nothing
0: we'll yeah, Hang on There we go There we are Perfect hey, Okay yeah. let's Thank move you, move <laughs> loving calls on the watch i have to say i don't take calls on my apple watch
1: oh no i agree absolutely amazing the speaker and microphone on the apple watch absolutely amazing it sounds great i even take calls outside if i'm you know when i'm walking the dog and a call comes through it's so easy to answer on your apple watch and it's so loud and clear i love it
0: yeah well i have the apple watch Ultra, oh, of course, you do, and it's great, it's Ooh. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that was the um, sound Please effect do I do that decided again. to create for that. <laughs> Nothing else happened there, I promise. Uh, but no, it's great, and the microphone on it's amazing. If you're recording demos, by the way, guys, you could use your watch because the quality I haven't honestly, mm. I would not be able to tell the difference between a watch and an iPhone recorder.
1: Some amazing demos we've had in from Apple Watch recordings. I put just press record as a complication on my uh, watch face, and uh, it works amazing
0: best app ever. Yes, yeah. well, so good. GPT obviously. And um yeah, great. And also by the way for the iPhone SE and I or i or watch SE as they call it, that is a fantastic little device as well. You don't have to spend a fortune. You really don't. No. You can get the SE and it's a great watch. The processing power inside is incredible. And there's talk of a new Google Pixel Watch coming as well, which hopefully no. this time around they actually stick a processor in that you know wasn't in a it you know, wasn't I don't a know. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't in, wasn't in the Apollo <laughs> missions to Mars or Mars, the moon. That was the one. I know a lot about space. Is that Star Wars I'm in again? I always get mixed up. Uh, finally, a message from Sandra. Hi, Sean
2: and Stephen. Thought you'd be interested to know I have purchased the Accord Bluetooth speaker from RNIB. Yay! It's oh. very easy to pair, clear and easy to hear and navigate around. Sandra from Bristol.
0: Thank you, Sandra. I'm glad hey, you brought Bristol. this up yay Bristol ah. Yo, we'll bring an atlas in next week and we'll have all kinds of fun just shout <laughs> Copenhagen woo uh, yes yeah, thank you Sandra sorry my hometown. sorry yes I sorry. know just to be oh, yeah to that's be. right well we know, yeah. we know we know we love no, I'm it exp- I'm just explaining mm-hmm. to the listeners it's yeah. a lovely yeah. lovely place you just love it don't you uh, I'm going to talk more about the RNIB Accord I can't talk about it at the moment though because I've got a slight issue the sound's <laughs> only coming out one speaker <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that is. So I guess there's something wrong with it. And also, I ordered two, and only one showed up. So yeah, we've got a bit of a bit of work to do on that one. The other one's got the other speaker. It. <laughs> this one's right. got it's the right. It's one's a got stereo the left. pair. That's right. Maybe that was the deal. You buy two, it splits the sound across. Who knows? Uh, listen, that's it for today. Thank you for all your comments. Keep them coming. Double Tap Express is going to be here tomorrow. Uh, do check it out because we'll have lots of uh, new content, some exclusive chat in there as well. And uh, a lot of uh, looking back as well. Of course, that's what we do on the Express. So check it out tomorrow. And we're back on Monday. Lots more on the show next week. Details on the Express. And uh, that's it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Stephen. Bye-bye. To you uh, Monday, if not on the Double Tap Express. This has been Double Tap on AMI Audio. Goodbye.